Welcome to the Eddie Height Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Eddie Height, and I'm so glad you've joined me on this Monday as we continue talking about revival, but in a little different uh, direction. I want to talk about revival and why we must have revival in this hour and what revival is and what it looks like. You know, uh, revival is really when the church wakes up out of a spiritual stupor, out of a spiritual slumber, the church awakens to God. And folks, I tell you, uh, I think we're in danger of losing this nation unless the church in America has an awakening, has a real heaven-sent revival. Uh, there is such rebellion all across our land. Uh, all the different institutions of this country, our government, uh, the educational, entertainment uh, industries have uh, said, we don't want God, we will do things our way. Uh, the administration that is in power right now, the Democrat Party in 2019, uh, the, the Democrat National Committee unanimously passed a resolution uh, affirming atheism, and in essence saying, uh, we don't need God, and, uh, and, and that Christianity, neither Christianity nor any religion, they said, is necessary for morality and patriotism. And so we face a very critical time, and uh, it's not another election that's going to save America. It is another divine awakening where the church wakes up. And again, that is what revival is. It's the church waking up. And so much of the church today is asleep. And I'm talking about spiritually asleep, just going through the, 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 the religious motions, comfortable in their ritual, comfortable in, in their structure and in their order. Uh, just going to church once or twice a week, putting something in the offering, hearing a nice sermon. But my friends, when there is real revival, the Holy Spirit awakens hearts and minds to God and to the reality of eternity, to the reality of heaven and hell, to the reality of the coming judgment, to the reality of salvation through Jesus Christ. And hearts are stirred and people want to tell their family members and want to tell uh, their acquaintances and wants to want to tell others about Jesus and why they need him. And so this is what is needed in America. Revival is not some kind of hype religious event uh, where you bring in some talented musicians and a, a, a gifted orator or preacher to stir the emotions of people and attract people my good Christian entertainment, that, that is not revival. That does not have any long-lasting effect. Revival, let's, let's look at the word. I'll go ahead and look at the word. The, the word itself comes from the French word for life, which is V, and the prefix re, which means again or anew. So revival by its very, the very meaning of the word is life again or life anew. So the very word presupposes that there has been a decline 
There has been a loss of spiritual life and vitality in the church. Revival is not evangelism. Revival will lead to evangelism because people's hearts will be stirred to tell their friends and neighbors about the Lord. But revival is not evangelism. Revival is for the church to awaken a sleeping church through the realities of Scripture. And so during times of revival, because you see, you can't separate revival from the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who comes and awakens and convicts and makes the things of God real to people. Heaven and hell become real. I think of Jonathan Edwards, uh, who was not a gifted preacher. He did not have any any choir. He didn't have a worship team. He did not have a praise band. Oh, but what he had was a heart that was so desperate for God to come and renew and revive the churches of New England. And uh, the prayer he prayed out of the desperation of his heart was, God, give me New England or let me die. God, revive this land or just let me die. I don't want to live unless I can see revival. And all my friends, when we become that desperate for God, God is going to move. God is going to come on the scene and do incredible things. But he he preached a sermon called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Now, he did not preach preach on hell a lot. If you go back and read his life and his sermons, he was a very uh, compassionate and sensitive individual who could be melted to tears thinking about the goodness and the mercy of God. When George Whitfield, the most famous preacher of the Great Awakening, who was from, from England, when he came to America and in one of his visits, he, he visited uh, Jonathan Edwards and his church in Northampton, Massachusetts, and preached in his church. And George Whitfield wrote in his sermon, the good Mr. Edwards wept throughout my sermon. And so, but he did preach a sermon on hell that actually became famous. And he called it sinners in the hands of an angry God. And he was showing uh, the dangers of putting off salvation, of rejecting Christ and putting Christ aside and pursuing uh, your own ways and your own life and your own agenda. And he showed how fragile life is and how uh, you know your life could be snapped out in a moment and you could descend into the flames of hell. And uh, now he was not a a gifted orator. In fact, he wrote out all his sermons and stood behind the pulpit and read them without ever moving, without any physical gestures, without uh, raising or lowering his voice, but in just a flat, monotone voice, <laughs> he read his sermon. He was also nearsighted, so he he held his manuscript up in front of his face and read. Now, but you see, Again, I read one source that said before he preached this sermon, uh, he he prayed for 18 hours. And, and this was the time when he was so desperate for God. God, give me New England or let me die. And he had studied and he had written out this sermon. And he was actually in a, a, a not his hometown, but in a nearby town in Connecticut. And uh, 
he read this sermon. And you see, it is the Holy Spirit that awakens people. And in answer to prayer, the Holy Spirit came and made his words uh, seem so real in the hearts and lives of people. The congregation was awakened to the reality of eternity and hell. And people were, were gripping the, the back of the benches in front of them because they were feeling like they could slip into hell at any moment. God was making his words so real. There were, there were also people who jumped to their feet and they ran. Uh, this was an old building that had pillars in it, actually as part of the structural uh, design, and they ran and wrapped their arms around the pillars and were crying out to God for mercy. In fact, Edwards was drowned out. His sermon was drowned out by the cries of the people crying out to God for mercy. And uh, one person said he made hell so real that you would think you could go home and find it in the atlas. <laughs> But my friends, that's what happens in real revival. That's why I say it's not something worked up. It's not a, a religious event that we produce and that we work up. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible says there was a sound from heaven. Oh, we have our great uh, video and uh, sound departments that can produce some wonderful earthly sounds in our churches and illustrated sermons, and I'm not against that, except that we have come to depend on our own ability to produce beautiful sounds. And what we've got to have today is a sound from heaven, another visitation of God. And so, my friends, I hope you will join me all this week as we talk about revival and why we have to have revival in America or, or even this generation is going to lose the freedoms that the, the founders of this nation instituted into our founding documents. So, Lord, we thank you today that you are our God. We thank you, Lord, that you still send revival. You still pour out your spirit. You still awaken sleeping churches. And, Lord, we're asking you to do this across America today. And I pray that you'll do it in the hearts and lives of everyone listening to this podcast, and we will give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it all in Jesus' name. Hey, I have written a lot of books on revival, and you can find them on my website, eddiehyatt.com, eddiehyatt.com. A lot of resources there. There's a bookstore there. My books are also available on Amazon, and I will look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Feel free to be in touch with me. Um, there's contact information on my website. If these are a blessing to you, send me an email, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless.